two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal, sequel, hate, and love they fight it I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to Anne Superiority Complex for providing our new theme song It is November 2nd, 2018 and we're talking lightsabers. Lightsabers here, lightsabers there. Maybe what race lightsaber episode 9 will look like. Who knows where it'll take us. My name is Zach Weber. And tonight I am joined by the one and only Zenger. Now with 10% less toenail. No, we're not getting into that. I saw that on Facebook and I am mildly put off by it. Well, it happened. Is that a Star Wars quote? I'm pretty sure. No, that's just me saying it. All right, you know what? We're going to patch in a Star Wars quote right here to wash the bad taste out of our mouth of that. Best Starfighter pilot. And there you go, folks. You're welcome. All righty. So before we get into our topic at hand, there's some things I want to uh, address. Last week, we had a new segment that we ended the podcast with called Our Moment of Zang. Oh, God, that's right. I have to do this. Yes, you do, sir. I, I think you have to thank our listeners who took time at their very, very busy schedule to look you up guys to need tell to get us. More busy. Don't please. insult the listener, Zenger. I'm not. I'm just saying, please be more busy. Okay, I want to read through. So we had at least three listeners because Zenger was being very selfish. Now, yes. three of our listeners gave what their their temperature is in the winter. So, and, and what I, was it? What was it? All right. Well, I'm as, as a recording, as a recording, I don't know why I'm the one reading this, considering that it wasn't my moment of Zang, but considering that Zanger is being a party pooper here, one of our listeners, Lars, said that in New Hampshire, 67 degrees. That's that's what his thermostat said. At. I'm 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 down for that. And we have Corey, who lives near Albany, New York, and he has his set to 68 degrees, a, a perfect temperature. And Pork Knight. Who kind, of threw, who kind of threw things out of balance a little bit, is doing 70 degrees. God dang. All right. So, so for the, for, at the moment, my thermostat is currently set 68 degrees. Reason is, Ellie's out of town for the weekend. But it has been stealth set at 68 degrees for most of the week. When Ellie sees that heating bill in a couple of months, ooh, I don't want to well, be in the Zenger household. Well, thanks to the awesome global warming issues we're having, I've actually, it's just, it's, it's being just kind of not really needing to be on, oh, but the temperatures okay. floated at 68 degrees. Gotcha. So that's, that's why I say it's been stealth set at 68 degrees. Gotcha. 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 And maybe I'll turn it on and off at night every now and then try to make sure it evens back out. Anything else you want to talk about our moment of Zeng last week? Or I'll, not- I'll have one. Th- I'll, I'll have one this week. Probably. All right. Good. I look forward to I'm it. not promising it. I'm just saying. All right. All right, and, and this is another one. Just let everybody know, if you want to join our social media, uh, like we already discussed a couple weeks ago, our Twitter account kind of got blown up. We have like maybe a dozen Twitter followers. 
So if you pl- could please follow us on Twitter, if you follow Knights or I guess KOV podcast, our new Twitter account is at Knights Vader. We'd greatly appreciate if we get back to like that 100 follower threshold we had a couple weeks ago. But also we have a Facebook group where we actually have some lively discussions. It's really neat. And it's not just about what temperature your thermostat's (laughs) at. Not just that. There's more now. It's actually becoming a really fun place. We've got a nice little community. So I like that. If If we have our fans are coming to us, we're coming to them. Everybody's happy. But one thing I want to bring up that was discussed was a member of our group, Gideon, asked, I need help. I have free tickets to Disney to go to on Monday. What park do I choose? Gideon, I know by the time you're hearing this, your trip is coming gone. I hope you had a wonderful trip to Disney. One of our, one of our lovely listeners, Chris, told him to go to Hollywood Studios. And I responded with, do not waste your time on Hollywood Studios. There's only like four rides open there right now. And I want everybody to know, please do. I, I am a huge Disney fan. I love the theme parks. I haven't been there in a while. I wish I could be, but uh, the way Disney's charging prices, um, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. Do not go to Hollywood Studios until after all their 2019 stuff opens. Because as of right now, I'm pretty sure the only rides they have open are the Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, and the Muppets. I'm pretty sure that's the only four attractions. Like there's things like Indiana Jones, but everything else has been gone. Everything else is gone. You have the great movie rides gone, the backlot tour is gone. Oh, you have and you have Toy Story, Toy Story Midway Mania. I forgot about that. So five, maybe five and a half attractions. That's not worth $120 to me, or at least in my humble opinion, especially now that the Magic Kingdom's around. Uh, Epcot's a mess. To each his own, what do you want to do with Epcot? Epcot's a broken shell with what it once was. Animal Kingdom's fun now that Avatar's opened. So, just for the record, folks, this, it's, it's a PSA. Do not waste your money on Hollywood Studios until all their 2019 stuff is open. Between uh, Mickey Minnie's uh, Runaway Railroad, or whatever it's called, all of Galaxy's Edge. I, mean, I think, that, well, I think Toy oh yeah, and Toy, I forgot there's Toy Story Land now at, at, at Hollywood Studios, but that's those you have Slinky Dog and I think uh, a spinner or two. But no, so Gideon, I hope you hope you and your family had a lovely time at Disney. I know you eventually ended up in the Magic Kingdom, so I hope you had a lovely day. And Chris, I I like your enthusiasm though, but no Hollywood Studios until 2020. Got it? Got it. All right, uh, Zinger, do you have anything to add to that? I don't think you're a, a huge Disney theme park fan. Go to one. Go to one. Go to the one that costs a lot of money. Yes. Which is all of them. All right. Now that we're past Halloween and we're now in the uh, Christmas holiday time season, you know what's almost upon us, Sanger? Our favorite time of the year. Festivus. Exactly. I have to go about a lot of stuff this year. Yes. There's a lot of stuff to get off our chest, especially after all the nonsense that's been going on in the Star Wars fan community as of late. But last year... I've come to realize that a lot of our current listeners just got on board with this podcast in the wake of The Last Jedi, so a mm-hmm. lot of them missed out on the Festivus episode, which is one of our favorite times of year, and it was one of our best episodes. But we're going to do it again this year, and I think for any of our listeners who don't know, Festivus is where you air your grievances, and a winner is declared during the feats of strength. Senor mm-hmm. and I will, remove our, will go to physical blows as we try to out- 
misery each other as our disdain and dislike for Star Wars. Sometimes we bleed into things that are outside of Star Wars, but we figured, you know what? Let's bring our great listeners into this. I got a lot of problem with you listeners, and you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Pin your, now pin your father down like a man. Yes. So even though our Festivus episode won't be probably recording until the middle of December or so, and it won't air until December, around December 23rd, obviously, we're not going to, we can't coincide 100%, but we'll probably create a, a post in the Facebook group where if you have any sort of complaints or disdain or anything, you any sort of grievances you'd like to air about the Star Wars films, fan base, anything Star Wars related, and obviously this is all being done in the light of just haha Seinfeld nonsense, so don't take it too seriously. But if you have anything, in the coming weeks we will definitely be opening a post where feel free to air that and then come Festivus episode. We will read some of those, or depending on them, we might read all of them, depending on how much we have to complain about. So make sure to look for that in the coming weeks. Anything else anger about Festivus? Uh, I, I gotta get ready. I gotta get angry. Exactly. Get the aluminum pole out. Remember, no tinsel because tinsel is distracting. Yep. But the but the tin the aluminum pole can be Star Wars themed though. That's some of the gray area. The pole can be decorated, but no tinsel. And oh, we'll we'll tie this into what we're coming to lightsabers and stuff. Is our main topic though. But in last week's episode, we talked about merchandise. Our one of our favorite listeners, Pork Knight, who really is chomping at the bit to get some Knights of Vader merchandise, which is a phrase I never think I would say when I originally created this podcast. But considering that there clearly is a demand, albeit as small as it is, uh, I put some thought into the idea of merchandise. You know, I kind of uh, complained about it last week. The the irony of that is definitely not lost on me, by the way. But we were thinking about doing some ideas, like maybe just like the logo of the podcast, the the Clone Wars logo, which we'll be wrapping up maybe in the next couple of weeks or so. We'll finally conclude our Star Wars Clone Wars series. And if it doesn't, that will be the main point of my festivus. It's just yelling about how we haven't done that yet. I think we'll be complaining about Clone Wars even if we do get to that episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, um, no. So we have some ideas for doing uh, some Knights of Vader merchandise. It definitely ties into the Galaxy Wars segment Segment that we're doing. And for the record, we're not changing the podcast, the Galaxy Wars. I knew that kind of became a thing. It's like, oh, are you changing the podcast again? It's like, no, uh, unless we get sued. Uh, unless something happens to the Knights of Vader name. But at this time, we don't think that's happening anytime in the... Uh, if that uh, happens, we'll just set up for one that will get sued. Yeah, probably. That, that's probably the way things are trending right now. But no, so we definitely have some merchandise ideas. We're kind of looking at like a mug right now, but something a little bit special, not just your typical like 11 ounce mug, maybe something a little bit bigger, some nice artwork that definitely ties into the pod, our, our taste of humor in this podcast, plus sprinkled in some uh, Galaxy Wars, Zenger, Alex Jones nonsense. We might unveil that maybe in the next couple of weeks or so, but we're definitely working on some ideas that we think you'll definitely appreciate. And if you follow our Twitter and Facebook groups, you'll you'll have a nice idea of where things are trending in that direction. So keep your eyes peeled. We might be unveiling that sooner rather than later, but we want to make sure we kind of have it down pat before we say, hey, would any of you guys be interested in buying any of this? So good, good job, Porg Knight. You changed my mind on this. So hats off to the Porg and the, our favorite Porg in the audience. 
And last but not least, uh, in this, well, by the time you're hearing this, Halloween's been over now for over a week, but Halloween was just two days ago for us. And one thing I just want, because uh, I give out, I decorate my property really, I think, well. I, I give out candy. I'm not a miser or a Grinch at all when it comes to Halloween. And I always like looking at the kids' costumes because I try to get a feel of like what the, what the kids these days are into. And one thing that really disappointed me this Halloween was I think this is the first Halloween ever where I've I have not seen one kid with a Star Wars costume. I saw multiple kids. Did not you? Not my own, by the way. Not my own. But I saw multiple kids with um. I saw a few Vaders. I saw um one or two Stormtroopers, and I think I even saw a Jedi or two. Okay, because uh, well, that's good to hear because I well, it, it, it was hard to tell because the ones that I thought might be Jedi, I don't know if they were holding some light thing just for like you know I'm walking here sort of thing, or if it was actually a lightsaber because it was I was far off. Oh, uh, okay. Not just like a generic lightsaber. It's like generic light sword. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I that this thing. I couldn't tell if it was something to just notify, hey, I'm I'm walking, you know, don't don't hit me, sort of thing. Or if it was lightsabers, it was far away. And I should have brought my lightsaber with me, even though I was not dressed up when we went walking to go house to house. Did you, Okay, um, for those of you who don't follow our social media, Zenger, would you like to tell our audience what you dressed up as this Halloween? I uh, put on a three, I put on a suit, and I actually had a better, I actually thought of an idea later that would have been even stupider, but I'll get to that. Put on a suit, a tie, and then my Vader mask with voice changer. And I went as Darth Vader, attorney at law. And yes, he does practice in the Zingness court. Is that like a, like a court of appeals in the Zenger court? Yes. The Honorable Judge Vader? Oh, man, I, I had quotes I was saying, too, for it to be like, oh, he'll, he, he, he'll force a mistrial. There was another one. I, I, had, I had another <laughs> dumb, funny one. But the, um, but the other idea... I had later was that I should have just been in my suit apologizing to people without the Vader mask, apologizing to people so I could have been a formal apology. There's your dad joke for the week, people. <laughs> get it? Huh? So the suit, formal apology. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So Let that sink in. Let thank that you sink for, in Thank slowly. you for explaining it to us all. Thank you, Zanger. Just in, just in case it went over anybody's head. No, yeah. Oh dear, but yeah. So oh, I'm glad that uh, kids in Zenger's neck of the woods were dressed up as Star Wars characters. But what, you were dressed up. I, I was very impressed with your outfit. Thank you. I got to uh, dress up as young Han Solo. I got the uh, Think Geek, Olden well, Mike jacket. I well, got young my, Han. Did 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 you have to go up to an Imperial officer to get your last name? <laughs> I should have. I should. If people ask, it's funny. Nobody recognized my costume. I was a little disappointed by that. See, seeing your costume was like, oh, man, I need to do something Star Wars related. Well, I like. Well, the fun thing about my costume was back like in August because I got the thing because Think Geek made the officially licensed Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo jacket, and I, they were selling it for like sixty dollars. I had some gift cards. And I'm like, oh, quick! I have to jump on this real quick. So the, the the coat basically sat in storage for like two months, and then. In August, I also, after I bought it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be Han Solo for Halloween. But it's weird. There's Star Wars licensed merchandise for everything on the face of this earth. Like You can get like like kitchen knives with like Star Wars branding on them that's officially licensed. Yet if, you, if men want a pair of Han Solo 
like the blood striped pants, you cannot buy a pair of those pants if you're a dude. Like they have women's leggings in size extra small to 3XL of Han Solo's pants. But if you're a dude who wants that, you cannot get it. It's the strangest thing. So I was forced to buy a pair from like a cosplay manufacturing place on eBay. And whatever it is, the sizing chart wasn't correct. So like there were a size, you know, I ordered a large, like a size, like a size, like medium. And so the entire time I couldn't sit down for like three or four hours on Halloween. I had to like, like very like precariously walk around and make sure I didn't bend over or else I was split <laughs> my pants. <laughs> so like just a heads up, if anybody's doing their cosplay stuff and they're getting it from like a sketchy dealer on eBay. Like it's worth noting, like all the stuff is really well made. I also got a holster and the holster was really well made. Except it like the sizing was completely off. They're like, oh, size large for like waist thirty six to thirty eight inches. And I, I'm like a thirty four waist. I know because you all you guys care about my um, waist and inseam sizes. But I ordered. I'm like, okay, this should give me more than enough room. And then I get it, and it's like, oh, it's a medium. I'm like, what? It no, like it was that doesn't size. translate. That doesn't translate at all. Medium's like thirty two. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought though. But I'm because I looked on the web, the the eBay listing afterwards, and it's like, oh, these are Asian sizes. I'm like 34, oh. 36 by thirty eight in Asian size. I'm like, it's inches. Like what? So it's like whatever. Um, it worked. Like, it, the only thing I say it was really cheap too. I'm talking like I only put in like maybe thirty five dollars between the pants and the belt, the holster. And all that. So no, like it's definitely. I know if you go to like like Party City or Spirit Halloween, you get like like a onesie, like a giant like Han Solo onesie, and it's like eighty dollars. And it's basically it's like what like thin like spandex. So it's a better value. So if you are interested in like cosplaying, which is I guess what this is at the end of the day, check eBay. It's a lot cheaper. And, and with eBay too, if you don't get what you ordered. You file a complaint with eBay. eBay basically just gives you your money automatically back and then harasses the seller forever. So, yeah. So, I, I enjoyed my costume. It, I was a little disappointed that nobody recognized what it was. But clearly, I do not live in a Star Wars-y neck of the woods or neck of the U.S. That's okay. One of, my, uh, one of the people I know who actually used to run uh, the comic book store, in the, one of the comic book stores in the area, was dressed as a Red Lantern. And I actually recognized the Red Lantern. And they went, oh, hey, John first so oh okay there's a there's there's a nice nerdy deep cut i'm trying to think what's like the most obscure star wars character you could go as is halloween as a, for like a halloween character that's like right on the verge of people not get, like it's obvious but not too obvious mm-hmm. like jango fett like people like people would see jango fett and be like oh look it's boba fett uh or they'd be like oh man you're one of those people from fortnite Oh, oh! Can someone? Okay, I might be an old man, but what's Fortnite besides just a video game? Oh, it's it's a video game. It's a free to play video game. That's that's as much as I'm going to dive into it right now. All right, is Fortnite essentially Team Fortress Two for nine year olds? Um, you're not wrong. Because <laughs> that's why I get the vibe of what it is. You're you are definitely not wrong. Okay. Good. That's all I need to know. I'll take that. I'll take that, and, and I'll take the money and run. Uh, but yeah, but Halloween, no, Halloween was fun. It's, it's fun to go as a Star Wars character. As we all know, um, Force Ghost Jim is, is a perpetual Halloween character in one way than <laughs> one. So he, he's been trying to coax me into like doing cosplay and stuff. So it was fun to do that. So 
Hey, maybe next year you can be you can be like Tatooine Anakin, just go around yelling yippee. Me? Yeah, I'll do that. I wonder how much episode one cosplay of Anakin there is. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Oh dear. So with that being said, Zenger, do you want to move on to our topic of the night? Sure. All right. So in because we are this is again for the record, I know this is coming like a perpetual preamble of sorts we will get to the mandalorian i know there's there's definitely more and more news coming out about that and we're gonna try to rope some some force ghost jim in there i know there's been talk about the fact that kathleen kennedy apparently said that the boba fett film has been officially canceled or it's being rolled into the mandalorian we will get to that we promise we're not just like oh oh we're not we're not going to talk about that new stuff we're getting there though but we want to have the whole gang back together because we know force ghost jim who's our most popular member of the Knights of Vader crew, probably has some nice hot takes about that. So we're getting to that, folks. We have some some nice episodes planned for the rest of the year that we think you're really going to appreciate. But until then, Zenger, what are we talking tonight about lightsabers? Well, you asked me earlier in the week, you know, you got any ideas, and I was like, oh, we could discuss lightsabers because there's so many different varieties and different stuff. But then you put the caveat on it of, well, what could Rayleigh's lightsaber be? I am going forward with this statement now. So if I say anything after this point and I am completely right, ignore this. Otherwise, this is my statement. She should have just a regular lightsaber. Anything else is just ridiculous fan pandering. With that being said, let's have a discussion about different lightsabers and what she could wield. Okay. So, Zenger, I even though I like to say I'm a big Star Wars fan, I have to say... I'm quite ignorant on all the different lightsabers there are. And I know there's names for all of them. I know. Oh yeah. I got a list. It's fun. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to play a game. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Cause I know there's a, like, I know like there's a difference between like Obi-Wan's episode one lightsaber, his episode like three lightsaber and all that sort of nonsense. So I'm but, yeah, go we're, that deep, but it's going to yeah. go deep. Yeah, I know. There's, there's Star Wars fans like to make up a lot of nonsense, but no. But that's kind of like Zenger said. We are. I, I figured it'd be fun to frame this around the idea of what will. It's funny. That's a, a core aspect of Episode Nine is what Ray's lightsaber is going to look like because clearly, I'm almost certain that the teaser poster is going to be Ray holding this up very much in the same vein as what the Return of the Jedi teaser poster was, where we have Luke holding up the lightsaber. And we kind of have like the swinging motion of it. I I don't see how. And plus, we're gonna get so many toys of her with this new lightsaber. There's gonna be uh, black series, one hundred and fifty dollar lightsabers. There's gonna be the twenty dollar ones. There's gonna be the eight dollar ones. There's gonna be three or four different action figures that come with it. It's probably gonna be one of the things we see as a prop at celebration next year. So I figure this would be a fun jumping off point because if we just have an episode titled "Lightsabers" or "Lightsaber Palooza." Yeah, I figured that's a little bit more of a, uh, what would be the word, sterile, informal sort of title. But what could Ray's lightsaber be is a nice way to delve into it. Give us a little bit of history behind the lightsaber, all different types. Then we can speculate about what could it look like. All right, so here's a fun question for you. And now I'm reading this all from Wikipedia. So keep that in mind if anyone has anything to contradict this. I'm going from the canon not legends part of it so do you know all the different colors a lightsaber can be or has been shown to be as of the as of right now this is including comics by the way 
Is this Legends too, or just no, no, no? This is this is canon. This is everything. The list I'm going for and the stuff, the information I'm reading from is canon discussion only. All right, let's let's see. Obviously, we got blue, green, purple. Okay. We have Ahsoka's what seasons three, four, and five of what was it like orange? It's like off orange. We have the dark saber. Okay. Are we counting like electro whips? It doesn't. I, the colors it lists. I'm just going to tell you this now: is black, blue, light blue. For some reason, there's. Oh wait, sorry. Light blue is a subcategory of blue. Because there's a subcategory to green where it's yellow green, which I think that's oh, the Ahsoka one. That's the because her one. short one was was like a more yellowish color. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's purple, red, white, and yellow. White? Yeah, apparently there's a white saber at some point in some comic somewhere. Oh, okay. it doesn't like list that. where that's from though. It might later. I don't know. I just happen to have the list. But now the more fun of the different variations of the lightsaber. Now. Here's where the game comes in. Zach, I will put it upon you to name a primary wielder of each of these weapons. Like, who would be somebody who would be listed as this is the lightsaber they'd use? Are you ready to take the challenge? All right, I'm, I'm ready, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm braced for impact. All right, a standard lightsaber. It's a normal 20 to 30 centimeter long bladed lightsaber. I guess any Jedi of the Jedi Order, I guess that'd be like, well, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Actually, Qui-Gon is the one that the lightsaber share for that, so you get double points for that one. Ooh, okay. All right. The next one is the double-bladed lightsaber, which is the one where it is a bar and the lightsaber comes out of both sides of it. Well, that's what, Darth Maul or Pong Krell or... Would would, would Jedi Temple Guards count as double-bladed? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, yes, that is correct. Now you have the double-bladed spinning lightsaber. Well, it's everybody's favorite second-rate villains on Red Bulls. It's the Inquisitors. That would be the Inquisitors. Now, this one's an interesting one, and I kind of learned something, but I'm I'm not going to fault you for this one because this one is almost 100% comic book-based stuff. A dual-phase lightsaber. A dual-phase lightsaber contains multiple kyber crystals, which allows the blade's length to extend and shorten in the middle of combat. I I don't know that one. According I, to Wikipedia, and it does reference the comic that this comes from, issue number 12 of Darth Vader, Vader's lightsaber has multiple crystals in it, apparently. That allows right. him to do that. And my issue is that number 12? Yeah, apparently. All right. I have to, I'm um, not to look Darth that. Vader, Dark Lords of the Sith, number 12, The Rule of Five, Part Two. Apparently, it's talked about in there. Hmm. I said, I'm just reading from the list here for some of these. Because gotcha. I would have even been like, I don't know what kind of BS that is. Uh, a cross guard lightsaber, or I like to call it the Claymore lightsaber. Oh, that's what you're referring to. Yes. Because it All looks right. like a claymore. All right, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Zanger was making a comment about that in our group chat, and I'm like, what on earth is he talking about claymore lightsaber? It's like, what, what does that even mean? Uh, well, yes, that's clearly uh, Jason Solo, Darth Cadus. Um, you mean Kylo Ren? Is there a difference? 
Oh, God. I, I felt like you were setting me up, too. <laughs> Get ready for Festivus, folks. It's going to be fun. It's just going to basically be yelling at Zach. <laughs> yes. It's going to be it's Kylo Ben's lightsaber. A curved hilt lightsaber. Asajj Ventress or Dooku. That is correct. Or it actually lists Darth Tyrannus, so I will give it to you, but only on technicality. Oh, Alright, um, a, the lightsaber pistol. Oh, what's this? Aladdin. I will count that because I actually, the second you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfectly accurate. Yes, um, Ezra Bridger. Why? I wonder why he didn't go. You know, so funny, that lightsaber seems extremely practical to me. It does. Like, like, why wouldn't every Jedi have that? It's like, that's clearly. Like, I know even in the show, like, it's not like a conventional blaster. It's like, uh, it stuns you. Why, why wouldn't you do that? That seems so easy to do. So it's like, it's not hurting anybody. It's just uh, immobilizing them for a short period of time. You'd think All that'd right. be standard practice. Now for another tricky one. Uh, the lightsaber rifle. That, that's not a real thing. It is actually a real thing. Oh, pfft. I don't believe that. Challenge. Challenge. Uh, was used in the Jedi Temple in an attempt to kill Vader by the old... Oh my gosh, I cannot remember her name right now. Oh, um, Joe New? Yeah, there we go. It was used by her when she was fighting Vader. I remember her having something to do in the Vader comic. But I, okay, I have to that go back and look at that. Yeah, I have to go back and look at that. Cause I remember, I remember that storyline, reading about that online, though. But I, I guess that got overlooked or overshadowed during the events. I know that Vader comic's definitely picking up. Yeah, it's, it's the Vader comic's good. It's got a lot of good stuff. All right, now the lightsaber hike. Oh, that's the Jedi Temple Guard, right? Yes, it is. And those are the only ones that normally are featured with a yellow blade, too. Basically, from what I can tell, the difference is... It's the um, the actual held or where you hold the lightsaber is is I think longer than the double bladed, but the blades don't go out as long. Is hmm. is what I'm I'm kind of gathering from this. Yeah, actually, if if I just read the description, that's exactly what the description said. The lightsaber <laughs> pike features an extremely long handle with somewhat shortened lightsaber blades. Wow, if I just read like anything below that, the cane disguised lightsaber. Okay, I think you and I read the same list or did the same amount of research. Because that was, I don't remember the Jedi's name, but he was featured in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the 2008 series. And he's the, the teacher of the Padawan, and he helps them build their lightsabers. All right. Uh, I don't, do you have his name? It, but also um, Darth Maul, technically. His, oh, his yeah. Te te technically. Though I think if you just... I don't know. I, 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 uh, nah, nah. Moving on. Training lightsabers. Oh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Ugh. I think Zenger and I did the, I think Zenger and I watched the exact same video or read the exact same article. All right. There is two more left. There is the Shoto style lightsaber. Was that the one that's like the double bladed hilt? Or it's like, it's like the gauntlet? No. Shoto Blade is a shortened blade saber. Oh, Yoda. Also, we mentioned her earlier. Uh, Yaddle? 
Ahsoka, her oh. the second her second lightsaber, which it even says here most most uh, a lot of Jedi's who would use dual blades used a shortened one as use a shortened so Soto Shoto well, oh. Shoto style lightsaber, and their final one the dark saber. Well, uh, obviously, the dark saber goes without saying. What, who, who, where that ends up with the Mandalorians? You know who's mentioned on this list a lot? Who? Maul. Oh, I bet. Because technically, he's mentioned under the double-bladed lightsaber, the cane lightsaber, and I would say the dark saber. I associate him with that a lot. Well, he also technically used the single blade at the end of Phantom Menace, and Obi Wan cuts his his one in half. And he has a single blade for a while, I think, in the um, series, too. Yeah. So, out of this list... You forgot this, one. Hmm? Oh, okay. The white blade lightsaber. D- did you actually find out where that's from? Yeah, it's, it's obvious. It was I typed in the Google, so I cheated. But it was staring us right in the face. Okay. Ahsoka! Oh, come on! It's I know, right? Read right? I read right here where it said it, too. I scrolled down to where it got the colors. I read it. I'm yeah, it's pretty obvious once you realize. We're, we're canceling oh, this podcast. The podcast is canceled. Oh, oh, oh. Well, no no mugs, everybody. Sorry, Pork Knight. <laughs> you just missed out. You're a one episode too late. No mugs. I, I would like to apologize to everyone screaming at their phone or any other device they are listening to this on earlier when we said white lightsaber. We both kind of went, oh, I wonder who uses that. It's Ghost Obi-Wan. Yes, yes, that's that's actually who it is. Force Ghost Jim would have known. Yes, he would have. Oh, just speaking of lightsabers, just real quick. Uh, there's an episode not to kind of tease our hand though, but there's an episode I want to do. And maybe it might be a new, uh, a 2019 episode, but I think Mike zero is around telling people that Luke Skywalker's going to have an epic lightsaber duel with, with, with a Sith ghost in episode nine. My head hurts. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's where a different, maybe that's where the white lightsaber will come back during Luke's epic force or Jedi force ghost versus Sith ghost battle in episode nine. So, yeah, we we might be having an episode, folks, uh, titled "Mike Zero's Greatest Hits," where we go through all of his predictions and we pick out our favorite ones. And actually, a fun fact: uh, originally, um, lightsabers were going to be used by everyone, including stormtroopers. Well, yeah, there's the the infamous not infamous, but there's the the famous concept art with the stormtrooper holding the shield. Yeah, I'm looking the, at. Uh, it. Yeah, that's. They made a couple action figures of that. They made that's that's a popular piece of concept art. You don't see it as much as once. I'm surprised that considering how much Rebels borrowed from Christopher McQuarrie concept art, they didn't they didn't try something like that. So out of the lightsabers listed that are currently canon, do you think any of these lightsabers would be one that Ray would use? Oh, I I think it's 100 percent likely that it's going to be one of those. Now that Zenger's laid these all out, well, there's one thing I thought was interesting. Not we'll get back to what Ray might use, but in Legends, in I think Star Wars Explained did a video, and that's why I watch, and I'll link to it in the show notes because it really it's pretty comprehensive for only like five minutes. Was that in the Legends, like Old Republic era, like thirty thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, they said that the first warriors, I think it was back during the Jedi Order. That what they would do is they fought with like swords, like actual bladed metal swords, mm-hmm. but they were infused with force energy, 
which gave them basically the powers of a lightsaber. And I like that as a concept, like the whole idea of like, like forging an actual blade, but then infusing it with mystical powers, which is essentially what a lightsaber is more or less. But I don't know, like it is a far fetched out there idea. I'd like to see something like that for Ray's lightsaber. Where you take it like a step back, make her a little bit more not medieval, but something like because I think we all know, I think we've all kind of agreed upon that so they're going to do something with the old Rep old Republic era, and that might tie into the fact that she has all these Jedi books at the end of the Last Jedi. Yeah. So I I don't know because now getting back to the point of what what Ray might use is that I think it all is contingent on what uh, Jar Jar. Abrams decides to do because we all know uh, JJ is a hack and doesn't have an original bone in his body. So I'm getting the feeling that it get, but that's the weird thing though. like if I think JJ had a unilateral say, Ray would be constructing a lightsaber that looks ident almost identical to Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber and Obi Wan's Revenge of the Sith New Hope one. It's gonna be it's gonna be that very similar style. If there's a name for it, I don't know what it is. There probably is a name for it. Uh, and it's going to be a green blade. I, if, I, if JJ had unilateral say, I would say that's what it is. So the it's going to have like the club thing at the back of it. Yeah, it's going to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually holding my um, FX one in my hand because I have the Obi-Wan one. Oh, okay. The episode four one? Um, well, it's the episode, technically it's the episode one, one, but it's the same one he uses throughout the rest of the trilogy and beyond. No, not the episode one, one. That's a different one. The one that he loses, he uses it for Phantom sure? Menace. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Continue. But I'm going to look this up. It's the Phantom Menace episode. It's, he, 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 it's the same design in the Phantom Menace and then Attack of the Clones. And then he loses it when he gets captured on Geonosis. And then by the beginning of episode three, it's just basically, you know, design changes it, it aesthetically it changes a little bit um but it's the same lightsaber from episode three all the way to when he fights darth vader on the death star i'm looking this up Continue. because it has the one you're talking okay. about has a red button right okay so there's yeah there's the one there there's that one there's the episode three four one does not have the red uh, ignite button huh i guess got the episode one one then i like the episode what she did if she went back to that i'd like it Oh, well, I, I see I, another difference. Okay, They're, the episode three and the episode one one are very, 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 very similar to each other. Not, no, they're not. They're not even in the same ballpark. <sighs> you gotta do a screen share so I can see. What okay. You're looking at. Well, the the thing is, I'm looking up on my laptop, so now I gotta go on my desktop to look it up. Okay. You do that because I, I, okay, we're going back to challenging Zenger here, but no, well, Zenger closed. Well, this is going to start early, people. Yes. So while Zenger is pulling that up on his main computer, so you can show me, I so I think if JJ had his druthers, he'd be doing a very Return of the Jedi reminiscent lightsaber. But considering how much Disney relies on everything about market research, like in all honesty, folks, Disney probably does market research where they actually poll people and be like, "What color lightsaber do you prefer?" And I wouldn't be surprised if the polling says blue, and that's just what they go with again. Wouldn't be surprised at all that it's like, okay, the the the, the research tells us blue. That's a, it's like you know, people are seventy five percent more likely to buy things with the color blue, so we're gonna make it blue again. Okay. I, 
Okay, Zenger's let me. Okay, Zenger's showing me on his. Uh, oh, there's his this computer. one. Okay, I'm sorry, this I got blown up. This is this is okay. Yes, that's the episode one one. That's the one I have. Yes. Okay. Cool. Episode one. I know what I'm looking at. Right. I know. The, the, okay. Notion confirmed. This is episode two. Oh yeah, it's or the, the yeah. second, his second lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, six to one and a half dozen the other. The, the episode one and episode two are almost identical. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The episode one and episode two are identical, and then the episode three. The third, yes, that one does look different. It actually right. looks a lot like Luke's now that I see it. That's what I said. I thought he had the same one the whole time. No, Obi Wan. Yeah, I thought no. he did for some reason. No, because you look at the episode four. I knew that from before even Revenge of the Sith came out that. That at one point, Obi-Wan was going to half back during the prequel era. Obi-Wan had to change this, the, the design. That looks disturbingly like Luke's. That's the point. Obi That Luke bases his return to the Jedi lightsaber off of Obi-Wan. I mean, it still has the little club thing on the back, sort of. A little bit. But no, that's that's the whole point of Luke's, Luke's, Luke's episode six lightsaber, is that it's meant to be reminiscent of Obi-Wan. See, you learn something every day. You call yourself a Star Wars fan. I do, and I still do. You know what, folks? Comment down below if he doesn't know specific lightsabers. Do, do we? Do we at least put his like Star Wars car on the shelf for like five minutes, make him earn it back? <laughs> this is a live talent. It's like American Idol. We know exactly, <laughs> exactly. who your Star was. I think if JJ had his druthers, he would do. He would do that. He would make it very reminiscent to Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber. I think. If I had to guess, but that's the weird thing though is that I we don't know what Lucasfilm's course correction from the Last Jedi is going to be. Clearly, the one-two punch of the Last Jedi and Solo scared them to a certain degree. I, I that's the weird thing though is that that's what makes Episode Nine such this this giant question mark up in the air because we haven't really seen anything from it. We, we, other than a couple of, of leaked photos here and there, a Pirates of the Caribbean 4 set photo, we really don't know what we're getting into with this film. And if it's going to be a, a departure from what Ryan Johnson was trending towards, or it's going to be J.J. going back to what he kind of established in, in Force Awakens. Because I think the only other sort of template we have for this in blockbuster filmmaking is I feel like we're getting a... And maybe this is not the best apples to apples comparison, but bear with me, folks. Is that I feel like this is going to be like the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, where Batman Begins is a very, or compared to The Dark Knight, a, a pulpier comic book film. And then you get Dark Knight, which is essentially a crime thriller with a guy dressed as Batman thrown in for good measure. Then you go back to The Dark Knight Rises, and Dark Knight Rises has more connective tissue to Batman Begins than it does The Dark Knight. I feel maybe that's what we're, we're, we're getting into here, where it's like, oh, this last film of the trilogy will tie more into the first film of the trilogy than the second film. So, like I said, if, we, if, if this, let's just say, for example, that Ryan Johnson was directing Episode Nine, I would say without a doubt that Ray would be using... The, the the Luke Empire Strikes Back lightsaber, the, the, the crystals in there, and would be fabricating a wholly new designed hilt for it, but would have the would have Luke's crystals in there. And I think it would be a lightsaber that's designed to look more not ancient, but more have the aesthetic of an ancient lightsaber thanks to the Jedi text that Rey has in her possession. 
But considering that JJ's involved, I wouldn't be surprised that if she if she maybe she actually just rebuilds the Luke Skywalker lightsaber. Considering that clearly with was meant green, to be with a green crystal. I don't know though, because JJ's all about nostalgia. So and that would be nostalgic if her first lightsaber has a green crystal, just like Luke's does. Well, I'm not arguing crystal. I'm saying she actually rebuilds the Empire Strikes Back hilt. Like, it gets ripped in half in Last Jedi. I'm saying that she actually repairs the hilt or just, just makes another one that looks identical to that. And she just, she just repairs the lightsaber. So it's essentially what it looked like in The Last Jedi, in The Force Awakens, in Empire, in A New Hope, and in Revenge of the Sith. I'm saying that she, if I, I think I could see JJ doing that too, because you don't infringe on original trilogy nostalgia. Or it's going to be something to where, like, she has to use two crystals and it's like freaking out. It's like green at one angle and blue at the other. I could also see them going because clearly Ray knows, obviously, is very proficient in fighting with her staff. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for her staff to have a lightsaber on the end of it, like a short saber. The problem with that, though, is that I feel that's too fan servicey. Like that's something. Like, but is I, it, is it, it's safe. It's safe. It's something that. But it's yes, it's safe, and I think a lot. I think that would appeal to the current, the new generation of fans. Like today, I was in a Spirit Halloween that's about to shut down. I was just looking at they stuff. They do it every year. Like they do every year, and you look at the Star Wars uh, uh, costume accessories. And I, I live in New York State, which is very – I'm not sure anyone knows this. In New York State, it's actually illegal to sell toy guns. Like like Spirit Halloween and Party City Dang, do not sell – Yeah. Yeah. Party City and Spirit Halloween can't sell like Han Solo blasters or Stormtrooper blasters. They actually can't. But if you go – but the stores that we have, they have like Kylo Ren lightsabers and the only other – Star Wars prop they have is Ray's staff. So I think for the current generation of fans, like how Force Ghost Jim always mentions that when him and his 501st buddies go out places, the little girls always flock to the Ray cosplayers. I think if they did do the Ray with the lightsaber staff, I think that would work for the new generation of fans. I think that would probably buy them more brownie points with the, the new fans than nostalgic retread of the original trilogy. Don't disagree with you on that. Like, I think you're on to something. I, I think that would be the, like, again, the whole point of Star like that's the weird thing with this film, though, is that we don't know what they're going to do with it, because if they hired, and even Colin Madman Trevorrow, who's been eerily silent this, these last few months, ever since Jurassic World Dinosaur Boogaloo came out, <laughs> He, at least, I feel would be, even though he's a hack, too, I find him an incredibly amusing hack. He's at least, oh, God, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, though. But I feel he's at least more original than Jar Jar Abrams. Like, I, I honestly, I, I get the feeling that Episode Nine is going to be thematically very similar to Jedi. I do not, I think we're going to see, much like how Return of the Jedi is... We have our main heroes go on a mission in the, in the, what's the word, extraneous forces of the rebellion all kind of cobble together to have a final assault on the bad guys. 
I think that's the vibe we're getting from this, from like that, the, those leaked set photo pictures of them on the grassy plain with the Star Wars horses. I think we're going to have a thing where, where I, I don't know how much it's going to tie into other things of previous Star Wars films, but I think we are going to see a cobbled together resistance, which I think is going to be called the Rebellion. I honestly think they're going to, it's no longer, after Luke's sacrifice of The Last Jedi, no, they're going no, to no, call no, the no, Rebellion. No, I got it, I got it. You're going to be sitting there, and it's going to be a moment where someone's going to be like, you guys are some sort of rebellion now against us. Bunch of rebels, and then stare straight into the camera. Or, yes, and Hux is going to say, "Rebel scum, you rebel scum. And then stare straight into the camera. Don't be surprised, folks. He's going to stare so into the camera that the actor's somehow going to be in every theater and go, ha, I get it. But I, Thanks, I think that, other me. Oh, Zenger, you're such a character. I think what Zenger's getting at is like, okay, not, not I know we're kind of getting far off the track of lightsabers here, though. But the thing we? is, <laughs> no, we are. Well, we are, but it all ties into the fact of trying to predict where episode nine's going. It's good. Episode nine speculation. There's not a lot to speculate about, but there's some clues. Is that everybody forgets this though? Is that when the Ryan Johnson trilogy was announced, and when JJ was was announced to be Colin Madman Trevorrow's replacement, this was all done before Last Jedi was in theaters. And I think the interesting thing about that is, is that JJ got a lot of flack and a lot of criticism. And even though yes, he made that film made two billion dollars. And to be fair, I think in episode seven that had George Lucas sitting on the toilet for two hours would have made $2 billion. I think Disney and Lucasfilm knew Last Jedi was a creative gamble. I think that's what they 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 had that feeling. Because we kept hearing all these stories about, oh, they're so proud of this film. They're so this and that. I think, and I'm not saying that by creative gamble, it wasn't like, oh, Ryan Johnson blindsided them with something like, oh my God, look what he did to us. I think they knew, they're trying to, what's the word, extend the horizon of what Star Wars could be. And they knew that was going to be a creative gamble, especially after Rogue One and Force Awakens. And I think that's why you got a lot of these announcements. Like I remember back when we were discussing the Ryan Johnson trilogy announcement over a year ago. I said, why on earth do you announce this before his film comes out? That is such a peculiar business move. And it's like, why not announce this after it's like third weekend in theaters when it's made some ridiculous sum of money and use this as a way of promoting hype for the next thing in the Star Wars saga? I think, now that I think about it, Disney knew what they were getting themselves into with The Last Jedi. And maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on the anti-Last Jedi narrative. But I think by hiring J.J., they knew they had to play it safe again. I think they knew that they probably focus grouped or test or whatever it's called. They screened the film, and they knew this film was going to be divisive to some key. They couldn't throw Ryan Johnson out immediately because that would look bad going, going forward. So they gave him his trilogy that I think at this point is probably not going to happen considering that he's he's making films and, and, and the Benioff and Weiss films are slated to come out before. That's all unofficial, by the way. That's just my uh, speculation from what I've heard by keeping my ear to the ground. So I, but tying this back to the lightsaber thing, by hiring JJ, I think it says we are going back to the the safe zone of Star Wars. I think we're good. I wouldn't be surprised if we get that, if maybe one of the first shots of episode nine is if we see Ray in a cave 
building the lightsaber, much like the deleted scene of Return of the Jedi, where we see the silhouette of Luke building his lightsaber in the cave on Tatooine. Yeah. Would not be surprised if that's how the film begins. Or or is a very early moment in episode nine. We see Ray putting the finishing touches on her lightsaber and she ignites and the whole time while she's doing this, she's in shadow in silhouette. And or we don't even know it's her. We see because if everybody remembers that deleted scene, Luke has his hood up on his cloak, and we don't know who it is. And that's who it is. And, and obviously on opening night, that would get everybody would applaud and go, "Yeah, I'm clapping because I know that's Ray. I know because the trailers told me. Oh wait, no, no, I'm clapping because this is a truly unique moment that's never been done before. Hail Jar Jar. I, again, as time goes on, and again, I'm putting my cynical cap back on. It's sad that all kind of the, the steps in the right direction we made with Last Jedi and Solo and in Rogue One are all going to be for naught because a very vocal minority is upset. Like, again, I, that infuriates me that, again, we're going to, to ignore the but one could point. They take, could they take a true rebel path and just ignore it? Maybe they do know it's a vocal minority and they'll just ignore it. No, no, because the, the narrative is there. Because di- just, again... Disney is not stupid. And again, Disney, Lucasfilm, they're all interchangeable terms. They're not stupid people. They know narratives. And that's why when you had the Force Awakens marketing, where to this day it drives me nuts. And I still think, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. I think Mark Hamill has done more damage to this brand than maybe anybody else in the fandom. Or anybody involved with Star Wars currently. And and I'm including Ryan Johnson and and Gareth Edwards and and, Lord and Miller. Because that stupid moment he had, real sets, practical effects. That that did so much pandering. The the, the pandering is beyond comprehension in that moment. Where I think my every time I hear that, my eyes roll so back into my head. I have to sit there, brace myself because I might fall over. Because that's how bad that is. And I think... Disney knew the narrative of what the prequels were, and they know how dangerous. Because I, I, again, I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago. You back during the 2006 to 2015, if people talked to you about Star Wars, it was oh, the originals were so much better than the, than the recent ones. I don't know what went on during those. And now when people talk to you, it's oh, I don't know what Disney's doing. Did, did, oh, I heard Disney screwing this thing up. And I, I think if anybody, like where Lucas did not care, Lucas just said, I, I don't care what you people think. I'm making all the money in the world anyway. I'm going to do what I want. A publicly traded multi, multi-billion multinational corporation doesn't have that luxury of being a, a crazy old man sitting on a giant pile of money counting all laughing at us because of how stupid we are for complaining about this yet buying everything at the same time. Disney knows the, the 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 power of narratives, and they've got it. Especially if Solo made one point one billion dollars, I think they'd be like, Meh, whatever, we're fine. But after how Solo was a severe bomb, I think they have to play it safe. E- even if they even even if Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy love the Last Jedi and the creative risk it take it it took, I think they have to play it safe. I, I they have to for the sake of a narrative. They cannot let that narrative get off the ground because if it does, again, Mark Hamill will go out there and say Luke Luke is is a heroin abuser and OD'd on the force like a junkie. 
Like again, I, I have no idea how he didn't get reprimanded for that, get, or get told to take, or had that. Like, again, you're comparing the force, which is meant to be this spiritual, mythical balance of the universe, and you're dragging it down to the level of of narcotics overdosing. Like that's disgusting. Like Kurt Cobain. Well, Kurt Cobain has his own problems. Like like the, the, not touching that, not touching that, folks. Um, but I get you're, I know what you're getting at, Sanger. It's just, and I'm, not, and I'm not trying to denigrate people who have drug problems. I'm not trying to say that either, though. But to take something as in what Luke's sacrifice in that film was, was the fact that, that he was, he realized that it's kind of like the, oh God, I think it's, okay, I gotta look it up right now to make sure I get it correct. Um, John Henry. John Henry, thank you. So no, the, the comparison of what Luke's ending at The Last Jedi is, or at least my own interpretation of it, again, for the record, Mark, ha Mark Hamill can interpret Luke's ending, dying like a junkie if he wants, that's his right. But no, how I see Luke's end is very similar to the story of the folktale of John Henry, who, according to his Wikipedia page, is, okay, for those of you who don't know the folktale, this is what it is. John Henry is said to have worked as a steel-driving man, a math a man tasked with hammering a steel drill into rock to make holes for explosives to blast the rock constructing a railroad tunnel. According to legend, John Henry's prowess as a steel driver was measured in a race against a steam-powered rock drilling machine, a race that he won only to die in victory with hammer in hand as his heart gave out from the stress. So, basically, or there's a lot more to this. Go look up John Henry. It's a cool little folktale story. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly in the story, he had two hammers at one point going at it. Yeah, what it was meant to be was that he was so proficient at what he did, he had the power, but eventually it cost him everything. He was all-powerful, but he could only sustain it for so long, and when that gave out, that, that that's when he died. And even though in the story of John Henry, it was meant more for... Or at least, again, my interpretation. I haven't, I haven't read the story of John Henry in a while. It was more for vanity's sake, for his ego. Whereas in Luke's case, at the end of The Last Jedi, it's meant for, he's doing this to protect. Like, that's the fun thing. Okay, I don't want, okay, I don't want to get into Last Jedi. I really don't want to get into discerning this or the meaning of The Last Jedi. But the whole point is. We accidentally is, skipped ahead, by the way. Um, we are talking about lightsabers at yeah, some no. point. Oh, yes, I know. For, for okay. the person that accidentally hit fast forward, I just wanted yeah. to help them out. <laughs> they were probably very confused and All right. possibly angry. All right, we'll get. You know what? That, you're right, Zanger. Very good point. We're, we're not going to get into that right now, but uh, on a future episode, we'll definitely delve into that at some point. So, but yeah, I, I think going back to the lightsaber thing. My point I'm trying to make though is that I think we're going to go back to a a. It's like I know Zanger says he wants Ray to have a very conventional lightsaber. I, I did, but at the same time, I do want her to have that staff thing. So I think it would be cool, like a staff with like a lightsaber on the end of it. Well, I would. I, I want to see her something a little bit more exotic. Like I love the idea of having the force infused blade, but I think Disney would over like automatically overrule that because if at one point, if even one story got out there that a kid had a knife at one point, and as they were cutting their uh, their their chicken or their steak they went look i have it just like ray automatically someone would sue disney and say you told my daughter or my son to use a knife as a weapon so i would imagine that would be thrown out the window immediately but i, I think it would be cool to see ray with something kind of like what asajj ventress had where you have the curved hilt that can then be hooked into a double-bladed lightsaber 
why can't we just have her have two lightsabers? That's something that like hasn't really been done, to be honest. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think it'd be really cool to see Ray. It's, it, well, it's been done, but you haven't seen it like as a live action, like a main like person does it. I guess. I guess the only instance of that really is what the end of Attack of the Clones with Anakin. That's the only incident. No, I think that'd be really cool. She has like a, a one blue one, a very green one. That was one of the uh, highlights. Why? Why? When I was younger and I saw Attack of the Clones, I love that scene with Anakin having. And then you can connect it together, and then it ha- and then it's double bladed. Yeah, I think I think that'd be really cool. You have her with like those like two like curved uh, hilts around her her waist. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that'd be something really neat. But unfortunately, we're probably gonna get a, a, a blue lightsaber that's very similar in design that we've already seen already. Ew. It's funny. Remember, remember when people used to complain about the fact that the toy companies used to design all this stuff because they had to, they always had to create new stuff in order to sell new versions of the same toy. Yeah. Who would have thought we'd look back to that and be like, "Wow, that was creativity at its finest." Just once again, somebody sitting in an office. I mean, sitting in a boardroom, leaning back in a chair, being like, "How do we do this?" And nobody argued with them. Oh, I, I have a joke. I'm not sure if I said it on here. I might have said it on Cinemodies, but I don't think I've said it on here. Where if you ever if you want to know at all what Disney if you ever want to know what creative bankruptcy looks like, look at Disney's The Nutcracker. Look at that poster. I want everybody to go right now. Do uh, continue to listen. We'll wait. But I want you to go into Google or whatever your preference in web browser is. Type in Bing. The Nutcracker in the. They'll be as route. amazed as you are that somebody's using it. What? I said Bing it, because they'll be as amazed as you are that somebody's using it. Yes, Bing it. Bing has great rewards, actually. They actually like, give you stuff if you search enough there. But I want you all to type all right, in the Nutcracker in the Four Realms and look at that poster and realize... Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take a second let everybody else pull it up. We'll give, we'll give you a couple seconds. People might be busy. They might have their hands like, like in soapy water, or they might be distracted, so we'll give them a second. Okay. And look at this poster... And, and, and hear me say, this is what creativity looks like from a creatively bankrupt company. Wait a second. I'm going to pull up the Avengers Infinity War real quick. Wait a second. I'm going to pull up Thor Ragnarok real quick. <gasps> They're the same exact thing. And Black Panther. And Black Panther. I, I have never wanted to be the guy tapping a pen on his lips more than the guy that came up with this design. Like Zinger said, just look at the all these morally bankrupt all the person same. who said that idea. I like Disney and all. I'm the first person to uh, to uh, sing the praises of Disney. But come on, when you look at their like everybody keeps talking about how Disney's gonna have a boffo year next year, and all of this is remakes. That's all it is. It's Dumbo. It's Aladdin. It's Lion King. It's Toy Story. It's, it's all this stuff nobody asked for. Well, no, it's just, you know what it is? It's, it's singles and doubles. It's like, in a weird way, imagine it's, it's like a single that somehow gets you a home run. That's the sad point. It's like, no one's going to remember Beauty and the Beast, the remake. No one's going to remember that two years from now. And I know they're threatening, like, and the thing that's, that terrifies me the most, they're threatening a Lilo and Stitch live action film. Oh, God, it, that's right, they are. They're thre- the problem is that they're threatening everything. It's just, again, it's I, I enjoy the fact that, that, that you use the term threatening because I feel like they, they are. It's well, like they're, they're sitting there and it's like, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll remake this and we're like, calm down, man. Put down the, the franchise. 
Well, what we need to happen is that people need to stop seeing these dumb movies. It's like, don't you want your... Because you know what happens is that in Disney's crack this code, like, I'm not sure if anybody's realized this, but the reason why just now that Disney is remaking all these live-action films, or I guess remaking these animated films into live-action, is because you look at it, is that people who grew up with these films in the 90s, or I guess who were children or... Yeah, children in the have 90s. Have children now. Have children. Yes. Exactly. And they're bringing these kids because it's familiar. It's kind of like, the, it's it's this weird sort of thing where like, oh, well, I grew up, I liked Oreos. So I wonder if my kids will like Oreos too. Or at least that's a cookie. And it doesn't really, it, there's no, no really. they like super stuffed Oreos soon, I think, to where it's like well, double the double stuff. That's just ridiculous. Eventually it's just going to be a sandwich. <laughs> There's there's your moment of zing for the evening. There you go, folks. If they keep making double stuffed, more stuffed Oreos, you're just going to eventually have a sandwich. Okay, how's this go, folks? Second rate philosophy on a third rate Star Wars podcast. (laughs) That might might be one of the taglines we put on the Knights of Vader mug. That's the reason why they're doing all these movies, though. It's that they're playing it safe. There's no, no creative freedoms allowed. And when it does happen, i.e. The Last Jedi... They've got you by the children. Well, that's what it is, though. It's because, again, like, Ryan Johnson should have made that film. Okay, we're not getting The Last Jedi. We're not... We're, okay. That, that'll be part of Festivus, folks. That We'll save that all for Festivus. If any time... Zenger has a buzzer. He has me hooked up to a car battery. Any time I start to go off on a Last Jedi rant, he's allowed to zap me. Deal, Zenger? Deal. I just wanted to think if I if I could have something that I could just start screaming about instead. Is Don't. that going to close the best Star Wars film? Yes or no? You're just saying that, and I did listen, and that that was a hilarious moment at 20 minutes and 30 seconds into Festivus, where you just hear me screaming in the background at one point. <laughs> oh, singer. So Attack good call on, on Port Night, right? Called that one out. Oh yes. Yes. That, that that was a good pull because I was like, "What did I do in that episode?" I went and listened. I was like, "Yep, that's about right." Me screaming in the background because someone said "Attack the Clones." Attack of the Clones, a great Star Wars film or the greatest Star Wars film? What was my? Oh yeah, my quote. It's a, it's a movie people saw. A movie that people saw. <laughs> That'd be another another uh, quote on the Knights of Vader uh, uh, merchandise. The, the many. The many lamentations of Zinger. That, that might be a project. We might have to go back and listen to some of our catalog, which is getting quite copious at this point. Yeah, we have we have a, we have a nice sized catalog now. We're we're kind of we're flirting with a hundred episodes. I know. Once you hit that mark, good God, we're just gonna skip a hundred episodes. We're gonna go straight from ninety nine to hundred and one. Yeah, it's kind of like when we used to build buildings and it skipped the thirteenth floor because it was because they were superstitious. We might just skip that. We just go straight to hundred and one. Or you should do it down Zenus and just completely cheat it and then have an episode that's not numbered right before it so you can get to 100 on your own terms. <laughs> there we go, folks. The groundwork has been laid to how we're going to get to 100. By cheating your way there, just like Zenus did. Oh, okay, we're going to fail upwards. Yep, that's how, once again, you're looking at how Zenus continues to make, make its way on the air. So, Zenger, we're going to make our first episode 9 prediction Episode 9 is 13 months away, actually like 13 and a half months away by the time we're recording this. So, as of right it's now... Right around the corner. 
it's right around the corner. We should be. It's funny. People are actually asking for an episode nine trailer. Like we got an episode seven trailer thirteen months in advance. Why can't we get one this time? I think there's a lot of people too saying we're gonna get a Super Bowl trailer too. <laughs> yes, I want to live in their world. It, it, it's always oh, fun. Crap, I do. <laughs> it's always fun for Disney to spend three million dollars on a thirty second ad nine months before the film comes out, just so everyone can be angry about it. Not even nine months, ten months before the film comes out. But yes, exactly. Sir. I missed that thing. That went over my head. Yes, everybody can see, folks. Disney has to give us early marketing for episode nine, so we have something to complain about. Gotta start building that anti-hype. Second, what's the opposite of hype? If hype's there to get you pumped, what's the antithesis to hype? Using this podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's correct, but I'll, I'll it, it was so, it was some nice self-deprecating humor, so I'll allow it. Uh, we're making our first predictions for episode nine. What kind of hilt will Ray have, and what color will it be? What is your first prediction of episode nine? We're locking in. I I already said that there is a statement I made earlier that oh, I know. allows me to retroactively contradict this, and I think I know what my festus is going to be. It's going to be me going to backlist on all my predictions and then yelling at myself. Okay. That might be what I do. But anyways, <laughs> I would like to predict that if it is not the standard hilt, it will be... I, I'm going to go with Abrams making it green again, and I think it's going to be a staff of some sort. You heard it here first, folks. Zenger has locked in his first Episode 9 prediction. And what's yours? you got to okay. make yours now. Oh, I'm going to make mine. What, what are the... We, we will be wrong. Either it's both of us, none of us, or all of us. I hope I'm wrong. I like how I always preface my last Jedi in solo predictions. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm deliberately betting against myself. But this is my prediction. And this is, this is actually a little bit of a cop-out. Considering that we don't know what happened to the Luke Return of the Jedi lightsaber, because the last we ever see it is in the, the, the vision or the flashback of Luke's Jedi Temple and, and Ben Solo. I'm going to say that Rey does not even craft her own lightsaber. She goes and finds Luke's Episode Six lightsaber, and she uses that. That's my prediction. So she doesn't even build her own. She just goes no. and... No. Nostal- it, it, the whole point is nostalgic retread. So J.J. will, will have her... That will the opposite be the first- of hype, hype, I would say, um, mediocre. Oh, really? Uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm going with. But man babies will love it because they recognize it. Or counterproductive. Oh, oh, it definitely is counterproductive. And it's disenfranchising to the new audience that they want to bring into these films. But me- what 45-year-old men think on the internet is the most important thing. Unprofitable. No, but man, babe, well, no, but you'll get positive retweets on Twitter, so that's all that matters. Remember, folks, but it's all about that miserable. social media engagement number. Isn't it all meaningless, though? No, it's actually really funny, because... um. My background is in like marketing, and you know if you actually if you look at like things like the late night talk shows, your your Colbert, your Kimmel's, your what's his name, uh, Guy McFace. Um, if you look at their numbers, like Jimmy if, like, like is the word you're looking for, but okay, th- sure you can give them a name. They're all the same. Uh, you you sit there, you look at their their viewership numbers, and obviously I'm not comparing it to like Carson or anybody like that. But you look at like what Leto and Letterman were getting ten years ago. It's it's a fraction of that. And if you look at the like, 
you look at the new bar of success for shows like that, like CBS, when Colbert's show airs, they don't care how many people are watching at, I don't know what time he's on, 1130. They don't, that's not their, their bar for success. Their bar for success is the following morning when they upload certain clips. Let's say Colbert talks to, I don't know, um, Lady Gaga. The following morning, when he when when they upload that clip to YouTube and it gets 1.2 million views in the first 24 hours, that that's the gauge for success. Not who's watching it during its initial thing. It's about how many engagements it gets on social media. That is the new bar for success in media. It's funny. Me- media is always changing the rules of the game. The goalposts are always in constant flux. And that's one of those ones where it's really hard to get a firm grasp on what's successful in media because they're always trying to figure out how to contort it into a way. So it's like, oh, crap, uh, we, we have a third of the audience that what we had uh, 10 years ago. Uh, 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 no, it doesn't matter anymore. It only matters about how many times people retweet it on Twitter and share it on Instagram. And it's like, oh, oh OK, when that changed. Oh, no, it's always been like that. And, and that's the weird thing where, again, and that also ties into the whole thing with the power of narratives. Yeah, so media is goofy, folks. If, if It's funny. Nobody has a firm grasp on media because I don't think anybody really does want a firm grasp on it. And the ones that do have to constantly just reconcile the fact that there, there is no fixed points in it. But hey, isn't, isn't modern day fun? Yeah. yeah, modern day is fun. We're getting these Star Wars movies, and and and, and what other movies are we getting? Zanger? What other fun movies are we getting? We're getting Mandalorian. We're getting a Boba Fett TV show. Yeah, and uh, we're getting another Lego TV series because the Freemakers were so popular. Yeah, and we're getting another Star Wars video game because we've gotten two of those so far. Maybe, All everyone did was complain about the. <laughs> It could still be canceled until we're, until we're, until it's in the console. It could still very well be. Canceled. Oh no, I even doubted that. They could cancel Sorry. that game at any time. You 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 could own it, have it in your system, and you'll just get an error screen that says this game's been canceled. Oh, speaking of which, I was playing um some Battlefront Heroes versus Villains because Grievous is now part of it. I haven't messed with it yet, but soon. Uh- okay, soon. well, whatever they did, they screwed it up because before I'm not sure how many people in our audience played Battlefront Two. Looking by the stats of those two episodes Zenger did on it, I'm guessing that's hardly any of you. Mm. But looking at uh, prior, like in the last couple of months, they had this problem on the Xbox version where you put the game into the or load the game and it couldn't connect to any of the EA servers unless you basically did this weird sort of like jumping through flaming hoops level task. And then it would connect you to the servers. And now, since the update with Grievous, when you're playing Heroes versus Villains, and like let's say you select you want to play as Darth Vader. But then, like, I don't know, like, a couple, like, deaths, you want to change it to, like, Boba Fett, the game won't let you change characters. You're stuck as that one character for the whole match. Good luck. So. It's obvious EA gave up on that game the moment it came out, ever since they got that, uh, the bad press. But, hey, at least, I, at least it was fun for a few months. I'm gonna go give it another opportunity soon. There you go, folks. That's, uh, Ray's lightsaber episode nine with a, a nice heap and helping of Zach on his soapbox complaining about the narrative around the last Jedi. Sounds about right. Uh, I have a question. Construction form and Zenger. Mm-hmm. 
How high up? How many stories am I high up now? Oh man, he's so high up. I don't. I don't even know if we can build that high without getting some more regulations. At this point, am I like hitting the space junk in the atmosphere, where it's like the monkey wrench that like flies around the Earth at like twenty thousand miles per hour? Uh, we're on union break right now. Can't answer that. I'll take three hot dogs. <laughs> oh dear. Sweet. So that being said, Zenger, anything else you want to add to this episode? Nah, I'm saving it for the for whenever we finally do Mandalorians. Maybe that'll be my best this episode. It's just me screaming. Oh yeah, maybe. Hopefully, Mandalorian next week. Maybe we'll see. Maybe that or Clone Wars. It depends. It's gonna be one or the other. Or what? Or, right. or Clone Wars. Yeah. Or Clone Wars, which we will get to that before the year's out, because the person who I invited to come on for that never replied to me. So. People are good, folks. Instead of just saying, no, nah, I'm busy, or I'd love to, but no thanks, they just don't respond, because that's what people do. They ignore each other. Anyway, though, on that happy note, so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Knights Vader. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader into Facebook, and chances are you will find us. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. And considering now we're getting to the holiday season, you know what is a great Knights of Vader present for us? A lovely iTunes five-star review. We haven't got one of those. Going with it. Yeah. Well, you can always get Zenger a. you always get Zenger that episode one Hummer, but to be fair, there's only a couple of those in existence, and we feel that's a little pushy to be asking for that so soon. But hey, if you give us a five-star iTunes review, we would be immensely appreciative. Thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach on Twitter, at Rogue Knight. K-N-I-T-E. And on the Cinemodities podcast, where we'll be talking about Jodorowsky's Dune, the film that never was, part of our month on Cinemodities called November, where we discuss <laughs> films that were never made, or films that were made, but really didn't, weren't the incarnation they were devised as. And, spoiler alert, we will actually be delving into a little bit of that on Nights of Vader in the coming weeks. So you've got a lot to expect, people. we got some really interesting things planned for the rest of the year. Where can people find you, Zenger? Uh, you can find me every week throwing more salt on the pretzel that is Zach's life. Okay, then. I like the sound of that. I, is it a soft pretzel or a hard pretzel? It's salty, whatever it is, because, man, <laughs> you're a salty one today. <laughs> I am one salty son of a gun, folks. Uh, forgive me. Someone needs to, uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> we have uh, a five-star review. It would five-star review. That, that's going to be uh, our moment. Of, Zenger, Zenger, what is our moment of Zang? I said it earlier. Okay, we don't remember what it is? No, I can't remember what it is now. Dang it. If they keep making double stuff more stuffed Oreos, you're just going to eventually have a sandwich. Zenger, that sounded oddly like you said it earlier and it didn't fit the sound of the conversation. I know, it's like I just say stuff and then don't even think about it. I like that. Alrighty, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.